We don't just talk to folks that are running sport performance businesses, but they do super often, super common, have these ideas of like, oh, I can make like this part of the gym, the cardio area where people can come in and do cardio on off hours or whatever it is, and, or do this thing, or have this be the cryo space or a physical therapy office, whatever it is. What is happening, beautiful people? Hello, and welcome to the Build Your Gym Empire podcast. This is your place for great advice on growing your gym, growing your fitness business in ways that you, your team, your community, the people you serve, and not least importantly, your bank account are going to feel absolutely awesome about. Today, I'm joined by our fearless leaders, Connor Filet, Ivan, Mark, as Siri says, anus, because that's how we're going to pronounce it today. Uh, that's technically incorrect, but it's more fun when uh, if you do do have the pleasure of getting a call from Mark and you hear Siri say, call from Mark anus, it'll make you giggle every time if you have the maturity of a kindergartner like me. That said, speaking of maturity, today we're going to talk about financial ups in our gym. Some of the biggest financial ups that we've made in our gyms over the years. Uh, yes, these guys are incredibly successful. I've done, I guess, okay for myself over the years, but believe it or not, we're not perfect and we have made mistakes. And that's one of the reasons that we can sit here and hopefully shortcut uh, your path, dear listener, uh, on your road to building your own gym pyre is like helping you avoid some of the mistakes that we made over the years. Um, Mark, Mr. Day One Guy, you want to kick us off with your biggest financial fuck up building the behemoth that is power strength. Yeah, this started about four years in we were looking to expand um and again this mistake came out of good intentions but not the best strategy and so that's why that's the key to this lesson too so i had a my first hire real loyal guy good friend of mine but was a big basketball guy not just a strength coach but a basketball guy. i wanted to work with basketball players and all that he's always told me that from day one and i basically was saying hey not sure how we're going to do that now because we're in a training gym we're personal training and doing sports performance training with athletes but you stick with me we're finding out a way to kind of to be able to do both and do some basketball skills training and train them and oh it's the perfect thing we have the clientele all that all we need is the space if all i had was a core if all i had was a core okay great well let's figure that out so when time came to expand that's that was in the mix that was in the plans hey we need a space where we could add a half court basketball court with a hoop ceilings need to be big enough all this stuff so fast forward we ended up finding a new building that was being built that we could do the build out ourselves ended up taking the whole thing made a basketball court perfect setup really cool high-end type floor hoop court again it was great um and then we started to awesome operate <laughs> it was looked great it was amazing then it started then we started to operate and as you start to realize just you're starting to compete for not only staffing, but space. And now when do you think high school basketball kids train, they train after school. When do you think they do the best, their skills training, they do after, after school. Um, and then as our training, our main focus, our main business started to grow. We needed that space rather than have, you know, two or three kids back there eating 3000 square feet. We needed that to train. And so we kind of put a bandaid on it. We added some stuff back there. We were using it during off hours, all that stuff. But the main mistake came from when that guy just decided to part ways and really left the industry altogether. And I didn't have a backup. He was not looped into anything basketball related whatsoever. So we tried to make chicken salad out of you know what and did a pre big preseason thing and it actually made more revenue and 
two months than we did in the previous two years, just because I kind of took over the marketing and got some guys in there to run it. But it was right on the wall. It was like, let's just cut our losses and get this thing out of here. So we ripped it out, sold it for pennies on the dollar and put more training stuff back there. And that space blew up and it was one of our, it was one of our leading locations once we got going until we just expanded again. So, um, but more of the story can have great intentions, but make sure they fit within your overall strategy. Uh, make sure if you are going to partner with somebody separate and really a separate service than what you could go in and do, you know, again, my claim to fame is I was a college basketball player, especially the only one on this call. <laughs> so I, I could step in and look like train it. basketball players, but I didn't really want to do that. Right. So, um, but the big thing, make they keep your main thing, the main thing. Um, and obviously then if you're competing for square footage or just logistics of schedule, again, the scheduling is the Holy grail of your business. Um, I always say that it's one of those things where it was for competing demands, good idea in theory, even on paper, bad idea when you started to actually implement it and not have the foresight of like, this could grow. What's going to happen when we grow and we need that space. So, um, and by the way, even if you're a basketball guru, you can only do so much with one hoop and to charge a premium pricing for one hoop, how many, how many athletes could you really get on there? So the model in and of itself of doing that service is flawed. Um, if you have like a one hoop and like a half court. So we learned that the hard way too. But more yeah, importantly, you guys staff probably got a lot of good uh, two on two games. And we had a lot of fun. We had a yeah. lot of fun in the off hours for sure. Yeah. It was a really, that's, you most, know, that's what's most important. Definitely. I don't want, I did like, it makes me sick to add up like, cause really like as that's sitting empty and you're not using it, you're paying the square footage and like you yeah. can prorate the lease around. You can do the, the proration mm -hmm. of the utilities, anything, anything you put in there. And I've done that. It makes you sick. But um, even in just the cost of, you know, a $50,000 core and everything else we put into it, you know, we have to go get light. We had to get stuff to protect to protect the walls. We had to get stuff to protect the lights and install those and like, all this stuff. So yeah. Um, cut, cut the loss expensive lesson. Again, a good dumb tax, as you say, you know, a lot of the folks that I talk to may not even be considering a basketball court right at this stage. Cause we don't just talk to folks that are running sport performance businesses, but they do super often, super common have these ideas of like, Oh, I can make like this part of the gym, the cardio area where people can come in and do cardio on off hours or whatever it is, and, or do this thing or have this be the cryo space or a physical therapy office, whatever it is. And, and I think, I think one of the, the sources of a lot of mistakes in our businesses in particular is like, we don't look at the opportunity cost. So your business at the time, it's like, you could afford the 50K or whatever it is that you put into the basketball court. You could afford the payroll that you put into that individual to like run that program or whatever it is. But the bigger issue, what I'm hearing is that, hey, during the time you had that court up and running, taking up space, yada, 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 like there's an opportunity cost that I don't want to say was not considered, but maybe was under estimated right because we wanted to create this opportunity for the other team member who was totally going to be great which like oh i want to create this opportunity for this team member because i've known her forever and she's a great like yoga pilates person so i'm gonna spend 20 grand or whatever it costs to put in this pilates thing and the next thing you know she don't want to do any pilates and you took up space on what the main thing was for a few hundred dollars a month for something that you're going to have to charge less for like it just ends up being a losing deal all around so I, th I think that's a fantastic principle. <laughs> it's like, hey, maybe look at the overall opportunity cost. 
and you're exactly right. One more point to that too is the value of my own headspace because I was running the marketing at this time, of course. And I have to market a whole separate basketball program. I keep a whole different kind of calendar around that. Um, by the way, basketball players train you like they play year round, so you're always you're always dealing with that that whole energy rather than I could just have poured that into our either other athlete program, growing our adult fitness program at the time. Um, all that, that nobody really thinks about you have that headspace you have is valuable. Even if I had to like another, if I had somebody else running the marketing, I'm paying them to focus on this one minor thing. Um, and that's, that's another referral plays. Those are different, you know, onboarding things and different sell, different sales scripts, everything to, to sell this additional service. Um, and you could think it's, oh, it's easy. I'll just ask if they want this too. People only have so much they're going to devote towards training. And I think I have a whole theory on devote towards training under one roof, um, even if it's separate services. But um, that was something we realized too. Again, in hindsight, you know, in hindsight, for sure, you think through all these lessons. That's why people are like, oh, Mark, you're just, you know, you're so negative. It's like, no, I'm just kind of realistic on it because we made that mistake. And, and if you're going to do it, then you better understand the risk before you t- to dive into some of these different nuances and things you think you want to grow to scale your business, you know? I like it. I like it. I like it. That's a good one. Uh, Connor, you ready for yours? Or you want me to jump in first? No, I'll, I'll jump in. It was, it's funny because like right before we got on, I was thinking to myself and I, I was like, I don't really have a huge one, but um, now that Mark was talking like that just kind of made me unfortunately remember a lot of stupid things that I've done. Um, one of which was as we moved into, um, I guess it would have been our third move our third build out um i had the bright idea to put showers in um because a lot of my coaches kind of were in my ear to do uh to build out showers so it was a very expensive build out and no one used them except that's why it was kind of poking funny at mark no one used them except for our coaches uh so that was a huge expense that was completely useless because Everyone that came early morning that I thought was going to work out, then shower and go to work, they didn't want to do that. They'd rather go into the comfort of their home, own home. So I would say knowing your market is obviously very important when you're doing some type of build out like that. Um, but just running down the list here, can I give a couple, GR? Do I do I have the floor Absolutely. right now, my man? You have the floor. Uh, you have the floor. I, I bought some really expensive Kaiser cable columns because my coaches were like, hey, this would be awesome if we did, could do it. And, you know, just for the, the flow of the workout, it was, we were unable to do it. So our coaches were the only ones to use it in their own workouts. Uh, that was another thing. Specialty type programs. Um, exactly what you were talking about, Mark. You have this uh, kind of veteran employee who's who's been with you for a while. And so you start looking for opportunities to um, do like some add-ons and all that stuff. And we have done everything. Like I've done a boxing program. So where I bought all of the boxing gloves and wraps and mitts and all that stuff. Um, and it fizzled out and then yoga type of thing. So we, you know, I, one time, I just remember this, I was completely forgot. I was, uh, not even thinking of this. We had an opportunity to bring in, um, it was a baseball program. So we got someone to come and run the length of our turf, which was 40 yards, uh, batting cages. And then <laughs> I remember um, when that was the thing. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Uh, so we ran batting cages that they were going to, we had like a whole contract that they were coming on Sundays for 
like nine hours and it was going to be a really lucrative thing that we were going to do. And it lasted about two months. And then I had to resell all the batting cages. Um, <clears throat> again, we've been open for 12 years now. So uh, we are not immune to the dumb things that come up nowadays. If you guys are early on in your business, uh, we have done them and we have paid for them. Um, so those type of things, like looking back at it, it's it wasn't you know, it wasn't enough that it was going to kill your business, like some of some of these big dumb taxes, but um, it definitely hurts looking back at it. But those are some of just the fun ones. I would say another one for me, um, and I guess this is not as fun, uh, was just trying to uh, throw some money at things without proper planning. Uh, so I would say one of my biggest expenses that did not pan out well was uh, obviously um, we're going this the semi-private personal training route and building out smaller footprint locations for that um, was just trying to figure out staffing for that when we were running pre-sale grand opening and early on in the opening process. Um, I tried to to didn't plan it well out enough uh, and had two full-time um, staff members for that location with about 12 clients. Uh, so it was, it was a, uh, kick in the ass. Um, so just to run your numbers very, uh, conservatively and then plan ahead so that you are not left with more staff members than members, clients. So, uh, I've had my fair share, but I'm here to That's talk good. about it. Those are good. You've lived the tale to tell the tale. Mine is a total ego thing. So, uh, it's kind of like I try to convince my wife, uh, bigger is not always better. So with the uh, the first business, what, you guys don't do that too? You, you don't have to have that conversation? I guess it's just a me thing. All right, well, I'll just sit here in the corner and be depressed about it. Um, no, mine, mine was- when, Mark's when frozen. He should be. I think he's laughing. That, oh, he's back. What's happening. He's there we go. He was, he was laughing. He had to put himself on mute because that was so hilarious. Um, mine, I expanded when we really shouldn't have. So- uh, in the first gym, we were up in Minnesota. We always knew that we were going to move back to Texas, where we are now. Um, it's where we grew up. We're going to be back around family, whatever. And we were stinking killing it in it's like maybe 1,500 square foot of usable space, probably 1,800 square feet uh, total, somewhere in there. And like the margins, were pro we probably went to the gym at like 50, 60% margins. Everything was full. Everything was super profitable. I think at the time it was me and, and one guy, maybe a tiny bit of admin help. Um, but it was just hyper profitable. We were crushing it. Every session was full. We probably were a couple months away from a waiting list and the mastermind that we were in at the time, it was funny. Nobody talked about profit, right? No one wanted to talk about what actually, you know, came home, what chips you took off the table and the, me being young and susceptible to ego plays and wanting to be recognized and whatnot as much as i uh, it, like, it, like pains me to admit that i wanted that recognition i totally did i was seeing folks like connor and other friends in the industry that were oh congratulations connor expanded to this new bigger location congratulations da, da, da. oh this person got to you know 300 members or whatever it was and like my gym was never going to ha handle 300 members we didn't need to we were looking 60 of margins like making money hand over fist and if we would have looked at profit margins in comparison to not Connors, but some of these other businesses, we probably were 
killing them, right? And the chips that we were able to take off the table. But me being the dumbass that I was um, said, oh, like there's a space open right next door. Let's knock down a wall and double the square footage, more than double the rent, right? So it's going to be more expensive per square foot. Re-up things for an additional five years when we know that we're going to leave, right? After a given time period, more than double your staffing uh, uh, sort of needs, all these different potential negative things and or at least costly things. And the reality was it was part of what killed the business along with the person that we left to manage a place, turning the gym into his own personal harem. But, um, you know, I wasn't gonna, there's a whole story on how the first gym kind of went down, but, um, long story short, if we had not expanded that gym, things like that, that, that location is probably still running. Cause I can replace that one, a key person with somebody have one key person run it and the deal with that gym was essentially like when my son was born uh he's had tons of issues health issues what have you he's doing well now but it just became very clear that i was not going to fly back up to minnesota from texas and spend whatever a couple months there and fix it myself it wasn't going to happen and the main person that was there needed to be fired and let go whatever it was a whole thing and um but guess what like the people that I, the other folks that I had on the team on staff, they could have run a smaller location, right? They could have run that hyper profitable thing who had enough cash, enough margin, et cetera, to be able to ride out the wave, survive all those different fun things. And, uh, and we didn't. And I think part of the root of that was the expansion. And the root of that expansion was ego and feeling like bigger was better. A mentor at the time. Uh, also said, oh, you can't make money in, in less than 4,000 square feet. You know, you need 4,000 square feet to make any money, which is proven to be complete bullshit. And unfortunately, I had the proof at the time that you could make really good money on less than uh, 4,000 square feet. Connor has all the proof in the world now, right, um, that you can make money on less than that. It's where the, the puck is going, I think, in the industry. But at the time, you know, sometimes that advice that you pay for can be even more expensive than what you paid for it, unfortunately. And there we are. So don't expand just because of your ego. Right. Um, a lot of times you think, oh, it's going to make me feel better to have this bigger location. It's going to make me feel feel more legit. Well, you know, it should make you feel legit. What should make you warm and fuzzy at night? Profit. That feels a lot better than saying, oh, great. I have 4000 square feet now and I just paid X amount for build out and more equipment and turf and, da -da 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 and the whole thing. Look at your profit. Look at your margin. Don't look at your ego. Um any closing thoughts on this one, gentlemen? I think we've got some good mistakes. That brought us some bad shit. Maybe we should bring us some good shit in the next episode, make us feel better about ourselves, or at least make me feel better about myself. All right. Um, well, that's all we got for today. If you enjoyed the episode, you got value out of it. Hopefully this helps you avoid some of the same mistakes that that we uh, have gone through in our journey uh, building our quote unquote gym pyres. Um, If you enjoyed the episode, leave a five-star review, follow it. Share it with a friend, share it with a gym owner, uh, say nice things about us. We would love you if you do that. Um, we love you if you don't, uh, but we will see you in the next episode. Adios.